You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you well, the book I wrote about a lot of it is in, involves Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And Shaq obviously is a huge celebrity and he's very sure. famous. And I do think there's a way to own your celebrity. Like in our house, we talk about this. Who are celebrities who have a Muhammad Ali type thing about them? Where Muhammad Ali, he could show up at an airport. He could show up at your mom's house. He could show up at the Republican convention, the Democratic convention. Everyone just wants their picture with him. And he had a warmth and a decency. And I think Shaq has that. We always say Shaq, Snoop Dogg, Dolly Parton, three people who wear their celebrity like a very comfortable robe. And there's something to really be said for that, you know? It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and say goodbye to me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about? Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 184. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Happy Thanksgiving. Or happy when, Thanksgiving. When you're hearing this, happy yesterday was Thanksgiving. Yes. It's Thanksgiving week. It's gratitude week at Peloton. Oh. So we get to say happy Thanksgiving all week. Okay. To those who celebrate. I think everybody celebrates Thanksgiving. It's not like a religious thing where some people opt out. I just, you know, there's probably people out there. There's yeah, probably somebody out there that doesn't. That's true. And I guess we, we we have a lot of international listeners, I guess. Exactly. So, so they're like, oh, we don't celebrate the when you guys were right. on a ship. Right. What do we care? The UK might be a little like. I think they're probably more like that about July 4th. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, but so, whoops. A couple hundred years later, we're over it. Yeah. We're I just over mean, it. Whoops for like the Canadian people. <laughs> They've got a Thanksgiving. It happens on a different time, but they got a version of it, <laughs> I think. Okay, so I think we've just managed to offend a lot of people at hey, this point. that's my brand, man. <laughs> people got to know by now that that's what he does. Okay, so what are you thankful for? Oh, man. I hate when people do this game. Okay, well, you should have said that because I put it in the notes. That's what we were going to do. I know, but it's like I am always feel put on the spot. Like if I okay, don't say well, the right I'll, thing. I'll go first. Okay. I am thankful for all of our listeners. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Well, you didn't say it. Well, I don't have to now because you said it. <laughs> Thank you sincerely to all of you who listen week after week. We really do appreciate it. We should have like a surprise giving because I'm like surprised that so many people listen. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
what I would fall under. Like, wow, people people listen to this every week. So that's nice. I don't know why they listen. It's been, what, four, four years. Yeah. They're still listening. It still keeps ticking up. So thank you. Thank you. We are thankful for that. So. We are. Even though I pretend like I'm dead inside. Yeah. I'm, He's actually a big softy guy. Uh, I don't know about that, but... Well, because it don't work let me, out. Let me very, post, let me post like, some pictures of you and the puppy. I'm like... You're very soft. I'm like rotted fruit. No, you're not. Stop it. <laughs> so uh, I guess uh, with that out of the way, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Well, we're going to talk about Peloton. Okay. I know that's really striking yes. since it's a Peloton podcast. There's all kinds of stuff going on, though. There's stuff that's appeared on the app that we need to talk about that's just like showing differently. Mm-hmm. Peloton in the news. We've got some interesting... <laughs> I'm going to put in quotes, uh, competitor news okay. that we're going to touch on. Is there a new instructor coming? We got to talk about that. How about that? Um, and then what the instructors are up to, of course. So, Okay. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And of course, uh, if you would be so kind as to leave us a review and that way people that come along after you will know that maybe we're worth a worth a try. So we have a new review. Yes. This is from Miles 6279. Okay. And they say. I wonder if that means miles, like how many miles they've traveled. Are they at mile marker 6279? I have questions. Maybe they're a fan of Spider-Man and they like Miles Morales. Sure. That's a thing. That's the the new Spider-Man. Oh. Like Peter Parker wasn't Spider-Man. There was Ultimate Spider-Man. It's a whole alternative universe. And then he's the Spider-Man from the cartoon that just came out, which was really good. You told me. Okay. So anyway. Miles. Miles Morales says, (laughs) I was always a fan of Peloton, but it's not like you can just turn on the TV and hear the news about it. When I found this podcast, I realized that there is so much I never knew. This podcast is now my happy place. And <laughs> and you can now, you can turn on the TV and hear you about can. it. You can. You can. Because you can check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash the clip out. You can see these episodes in their entirety with full video. Yeah. And, and also a lot of TVs will play YouTube for you. So you can literally watch us on some TVs. Absolutely. Or we post them on Facebook too. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they mm-hmm. post on YouTube every week. So if you go on over there, while you're there, subscribe to that as well. Yeah, that's always helpful. So also don't forget, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group and of course, sign up for our weekly newsletter at our website, the So that's all of that. Let's, and we, oh. we also didn't say thank you. So thank you for that awesome review. We really oh, yes. appreciate it. Thank you. Of all the weeks to not thank somebody. I know. It's Thanksgiving time. This is an outrage. This is an outrage. <laughs> I'm going to suspend myself and not do the rest of the show. Okay. Oh, oh, you're saying. Oh, so we're still, okay. okay, sorry. Okay. Yes, I was bluffing. Sorry. <laughs> Let's dig in, shall we? Okay. So uh, returning on Thanksgiving week, we don't even give the poor guy Thanksgiving off. We don't. We don't. <laughs> we, we're, we just keep working him. We're yeah. Like, we're, like, John, get to work for free. We are jerks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like you totally were just like, sure, I can be available in five minutes. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so thank you. Want anything? So uh, I should officially say his name so people know. It's John uh, yes. Mills from Run, Lift, and Live. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? Good. Oh, so good to see you. So good to see Always you. Always good to see you guys. We're uh, we're starting off the week. What are what are you thankful for for oh, Thanksgiving? She's trying to pull this on everyone. I am. I am. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, I got a whole bunch of stuff to be thankful for. But if I don't say I was thankful for Erica, Jasmine, and my granddaughter Zoe, I'd be in all kinds of trouble. Okay, so. that's a good. That's a good. You know, 
I I'm like really that. thankful for that, first of all. <laughs> Can I go back and change my answer? No, it's I too got late. It totally wrong. <laughs> you did. I'm thankful for Erica and Zoe. <laughs> and <laughs> you that, forgot Jasmine. Jasmine. Oh man, she's gonna be so mad. She's gonna be like, who's this guy I've never heard of that's not thankful for me? He knows who you guys are, but I'm actually also thankful for you guys and the community and this Peloton thing, because this has been crazy over the last four plus years. And that is huge for me. So I I agree. I agree. It is. uh, It's the gift that keeps giving. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you noticed uh, something going on with the Peloton app this week. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that there's like a new listing for the bike and the tread. So tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, often I think I'm probably like the last person to see these things. Like, I don't know. I might have just saw it. and It's been there for weeks. I have no idea. But, you know, I have a work iPhone and I have uh, my personal Android phone. And I noticed this week that on my iPhone, if I'm looking at my classes, previous classes that I've taken, it will tell me if I took them on a tread plus or a bike plus. Whereas if I go to my Android, the Android Peloton app. It just says bike or tread like it, it. There's no distinction as to whether or not it's on a bike plus or bike or tread plus or tread. Well, and I, I do find that fascinating because when bike plus first came out, everything was listed as app, regardless right. of if you were on the bike or taken from the app. It just said app. And so right. clearly Peloton is behind the scenes tinkering with this. And right. and I, I saw your theory and I totally agree with it because your theory right. Is that that they're going to eventually be able to filter by this on the leaderboard? That's your. That's kind of my thought, right? Maybe it's wishful thinking, but that's kind of my thought. I mean, if we know there's this clear distinction, specifically yeah. in the bike, not really in the tread, but specifically in the bike, there's a clear distinction on what it means. Uh, your output means right based right, on their right. ability. Now they have that power meter on the bike plus, and so there's a more accurate kind of measurement. That would align to what your measurement would be if you had power meter pedals on an outdoor bike. And we know the bike plus has that, that whereas the bike, you know, it's kind of all over the place. When yeah. You're putting between a bike in one person's home versus a bike somewhere else. So if we're talking about getting into gamification and more types of competitions and like that whole ESPN thing, right? Where, you know, if you're doing that type of stuff, wouldn't you want to know that you're building? So that just got me thinking at some point you would think that distinction would be you'd be able to see it live or on the leaderboard or at least be able to filter by it or something. It seems like this is kind of a slow thing kind of coming. I agree with you. And I also think it has some implications for the tread and the tread plus because the tread only goes up to 12% and the tread plus goes up to 15. Also, the tread plus has free mode and the tread doesn't. I think that, you know, instructors might want to be able to see how many people are, are on a tread, how many people are on tread plus, how many people are on a completely different piece of equipment because they might be able to tailor the discussion or the class a little bit more depending on how many people are taking that. Also, I think that Peloton is so incredibly data-driven, they're going to want to see how many people are taking classes from that Tread Plus, how many people are taking classes from a Tread so that they can start to really, you know, dive deeper into that kind of metric as well. Well, it would also tell them if the people on a Tread Plus or a Bike Plus are behaving differently than the people on a bike or a Tread. Very good So, like, if you find that the people on a Bike Plus are taking more classes or fewer classes, then you got to ask yourself what's going on there, and you you can try 
to adjust and drill down. Oh, well, that's a really right. good point. Every once in a while, I get one. Yeah, 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 that was a good so, one. I'm done. You, I'm good. You don't need me. <laughs> That's the second time you've tried to leave. I know. <laughs> Ready to start the holiday. <laughs> so then you found an interesting story this week about, um, of all things, AOL. Yeah. First of all, you cracked me up because, uh, you know, you, <laughs> AOL is still a thing. <laughs> You know, right? Well, that was the first. Well, I almost got in trouble on this article in my group because the shocking thing to me in this two things were one, AOL still around. I was an AOL subscriber in like 95, 96. My mom still gone. My mom still has an AOL email address. Like, really? Really? I, I was completely shocked. I, I, I folks told me the same thing. But, but I still have my, a stack of AOL CDs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember when you used to get those in the mail? Like, oh, yeah. Daily? Yeah. And I was still like pretty young and they were shiny. Remember when they had like the really cool case they came in and like I was like creative. So I always tried to like make things out of those like hard cases they came in. I was such a nerd. You see, <laughs> this is why I was shocked that you hear AOL. <laughs> I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair thing to be shocked by. Yeah, like so, I do. So they want to enter the bike game. Well, it, it sounds like their their website. I guess they have like lifestyle type news articles and travel and and tech type articles. It's like they're a, a media outlet now. Like right. I didn't know. I, who knew? But but anyway, <laughs> anyway, on the site they're talking about bikes that rival Peloton specifically. Minks fitness bike. And so when I saw that again, first it was AOL. And then I was like, Minks fitness arrival to Peloton. I was saying that from a perspective of, if, if you remember Minks, they're that Connecticut based company who decided that their niche was going to be work for folks that are antisocial, that don't want to be socializing with anybody. They don't want anybody giving them high fives. They don't want any instructors <laughs> talking to them. They want to be at home. Leave them alone. They want to be working out and, you know, to, to a recording. They don't want any social interaction. <laughs> and so Minx literally advertises themselves as that. And they call themselves the unpeloton. You don't have to deal with anybody. <laughs> well, right? hey, just because you're a hermit doesn't mean you're not concerned about how you look. Uh, but, right? that's, that's true right? that's true and also there's more reasons to work out than just aesthetics so i mean you know so, so when they said rival to peloton my mind was well how are they a rival if they're an unrival if, if they're an unrival <laughs> they call themselves the unpeloton and they don't want social interaction they don't want people talk. how can they be a rival when they're doing something completely different so i say that in the article but one of the respondents to my post was like I was trying to like bash them for being a okay okay all right doing that I mean actually they're not even that, that low cost at one point they were 1600 bucks for the bike they came down to 1300 this oh. thing is ugly I mean it doesn't all of these bikes kind of look the same but then they all kind of like try to put their own stamp on it yeah. and so right. like at least they use different colors at least it's yeah, not fair. orange and right. they added some white. I mean, yeah, it, but it's like all of them are just copycats. Like none of right. them have really done anything all that different. You know, you know what Meeks does that I think another rival or rival, another uh, bike maker does as well is they are now using that plus acronym. Oh, but, but they use it in a context of 
there. You can get the Minx Plus, the Minx or the Minx Plus. And the Minx Plus is actually the same bike. It's just a different package that oh. gives you like a mat and some other stuff. Oh, I, I will, I will say in their defense, though, you're seeing the plus everywhere, yeah, right? You're seeing Disney Plus, and I there's there I might be AOL Plus. I <laughs> I saw an article the other day about, about like all the different people that are starting to incorporate plus. It's like how in the '90s yeah. everything was extreme. <laughs> right like now, right. everything is plus. Right? They need to. Yeah, stop. maybe that's where it came from. Yeah, but I yeah, that's a, that's a new thing for them as well. I noticed on their side now they have the Minx Plus package. Oh, by the way, Ooh. and they, they do a comparison of their Minx Plus to the Bike Plus, which that is kind of disingenuous. I mean, it's really the same. And from a Peloton world perspective, it's a different bike. Right. So when, you, right. when they show the difference in pricing, you're seeing a different bike, whereas in the Minx comparison, it's just a different package. Uh, and they're trying to say, look at this disparity in price. Uh, when it's actually, you know, uh, it's just the same bike with a package versus yeah. a different bike. Gotcha. But, but either way, they got an interesting kind of thing going on. I mean, I can see, I guess, if you're a person that doesn't really like all that interaction component I mean, of it. I mean, I guess, but like, you then, I was then you really can't use the Peloton app either. Right. Because because so many of these bikes, they like to throw out there that like, oh, and you can still get Peloton on our product. So you wouldn't be able to do that with these I don't think they talked to that with this one. No, no. I think they're really more hardcore. Their their material, their content, and their kind of philosophy on working out. Like I, I can't remember the, the detail of their philosophy, but it's it's more like a, a coaching that is is more uh, supportive. Interesting. Like they they use this terminology that it's a little easier. It's not so aggressive, right? Hmm. So yeah. I don't know that they would want you to use other other media. I was disappointed. I thought this was I thought AOL had a bike coming out. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's going to be I had so many jokes written. <laughs> so, so many jokes written. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were the boutique was going to partner up with merry-go-round. <laughs> oh, like it was instead of working with your Apple Watch, it was going to work with your Swatch. Oh I had a whole God, thing. You did. I had you like were... a tight five worked up on an AOL. So <laughs> someone could have AOL come out with a bike just so I could use all these jokes. It'd be great. I think I'm just going to get an AOL email account because that just kind of sounds cool. Now, <laughs> now it's, I mean, now it's going retro. It's like retro hipster stuff, right? It's right. Yeah, it's like the uh, the the email equivalent of drinking Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> I made right. a I made a Crystal Pepsi joke on a work call the other day, and everyone was completely confused. I was they like, "Am like, I the only one that was alive in the '90s? What just happened?" <laughs> they were like, "But any Pepsi you drink is Crystal Pepsi." <laughs> 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 and then uh, uh, finally, before we let you go, it looks like uh, there's more information about Peloton class action suit, and it's not good, or at least not good for Peloton. I guess at one point, Peloton uh, requested that they take this to arbitration, and like the class action suit representatives were like, sure, let's go to arbitration. But it sounds like in this article, based on other suits, another suit, similar, an individual, but not a class action that Peloton lost. They may not want that now. So Peloton was trying to get this thrown out and get it thrown out because one of the plaintiffs in the case is not actually from New York. And I guess this is all based on New York law. And so it turns out that the judge slapped that down. They were like, well, yeah, one of them aren't. But the primary 
a plaintiff is from New York. So, well, I don't understand that. I mean, not being from New York because it's like, well, but yeah, like probably eighty percent of their clientele isn't from New York. If that's all it took to get a lawsuit thrown out, like every company would be based in like Rhode Island. But I, but know? I think I thought as well. It kind of threw me. Doesn't that just mean though that they can't do it there? Like the, so, so like the lawsuit could still happen, but it would have to happen. In a different state, like where that person lives, isn't that what that means? But then it says maybe it's a that's federal. Where they would have to file it, those yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah. it says I a federal judge, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I think what I'm more kind of spun around by, no pun intended, is uh, the idea that the idea that normally the giant company is the one that's like, no, you agreed to arbitration. I've, I don't know that I've ever heard of a company saying, I know we forced you into legally binding arbitration, but we don't right. want to do that anymore. Let's go to the courts. Right, have, have right. Have you ever yeah. heard of that? Well, no, and I'm making an assumption that the only reason that's occurring is because now they've lost a, they lost a suit that went to arbitration that was separate from this one. But gotcha. otherwise, yeah, I don't get it either. Yeah, that's so, like I said, it's so weird. You The company's always tend to think that arbitration works to their benefit so right. it's unusual to see them say no let let's go to court yeah right hmm. right so i don't know this it all sounds interesting to me this one this is the big one right the others kind of turned out in the best interest of the attorneys and yeah they know. typically do yeah, they, they do but this this one has been really bad I'm worried about Peloton with this one. I, I really thought they had nothing to stand on, but right. as it turns out, they do. And I'm I'm concerned about Peloton on this one. I mean, at the end of the day, they'll write a check and it'll be what right. it is. And it'll it, be what it is. You know, it'll, it'll fly by. We'll forget all about it. Yeah. So, it's still all kind of odd, though. You know, just the, the thought of, I mean, the library just didn't hit me that way. Right, it you didn't know. me either. I never was upset about it. I mean, it sucked, but it was just like, well, but this is what they got to do to make it right. And so. they instantly started rebuilding it. It's yeah. not like it's not like it's not an ever changing, evolving library. So it just right. it feels to me like just another excuse for somebody to, to have a lawsuit and to make some yeah. money. It doesn't nobody really got hurt from that. There were no real damages. So I don't know. It's just, and, and in the end, the slap on the wrist is just that Peloton used the term. Ever, ever growing. growing right so then they just have to get rid of that and then you know had that term not been in any of their publications we wouldn't be talking about any of it and i just gave them two ever changing ever evolving right <laughs> and, and then you like, just solved the problem yeah <laughs> if only they had talked to you before they put all their marketing out right. <laughs> i've been saying that for 183 episodes here we are so well john thank you so much for joining us uh in the middle of a holiday week and at yes. last on on short notice we really appreciate that we do and uh our thank love to the both. family we appreciate your family too and yes. all of oh, the I, lovely pictures so thank appreciate you it. we appreciate you and uh real quick before we go until next time where can people find you they can find me on facebook in my run lift and live group or run lift and live page they can find me on instagram run lift and live or at run lift and live.com awesome thank cool. you john thank you have a great holiday. You too. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You too. It's a wonderful tasting drink, and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the right. morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> this generation's V8. Yes, I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins, and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your 
your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes, and not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, 3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Breaking news. So there was an interesting Instagram post this week. And and I have to say there were actually several. This was posted by many instructors in different ways. They all had different different things that they did. Uh, so for those of you who can't see the screen uh, because we're on YouTube, it was a, a post of all the instructors from America getting together and uh, doing a class together where they were learning how to arrange flowers. Okay. Uh, so kind of like a team building type of thing. Sure. But why did this stand out? Well, what stood out is that every time an instructor posted this, they had stickers on the screen over one particular square indicating that there was something to hide. Uh, So at one point, there is a picture of this person holding the actual flowers in front of their face. Yeah. There's heart stickers. I can't see what this one is. It looks like a a palm tree, maybe. Yeah, maybe a palm tree over this person. And then uh, there's no name on the square. And if you go to this one is from Robin. So if you missed it, it was in Robin NYC story. And of course, we we have it up on the, the YouTube channel. But, uh, you know, Maddie posted one. Emma posted one. I think almost all the instructors did. And right. they were all different. But what they all shared was that person was hidden. Yeah. So this has led to much speculation. And the biggest piece of this is we think we have a new instructor coming. I, I don't really know how else to read that. Yeah. And, and at first... At first, I thought this was the German instructor. Right. Be- but two things. One, the German instructor we've identified is is a black male. And right. this appears to be a light colored female. Okay. And uh, although those filters. I mean, hey, you never know. <laughs> you never know. But also the other thing that was pointed out to me, which makes a lot of sense once I thought about it, is that this was done at night. This flower arranging was right. done at night. And 
this person, if they were from Germany, would be the only non-American instructor. And it would have been like 1 a.m. Right. The time difference would just be pretty epic. So now I'm thinking not so much is this actually the German instructor. So so that makes me think we have an American instructor joining the team and and very soon because I don't think it would have been on any social media like that if it wasn't going to be soon. I don't think it's going to be this week because I don't see them introducing an instructor in the middle of a holiday week, but I think it's very 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 soon. I so. agree. Like I said, I don't know how else to there's who else is worth hiding. I agree. Who else would you invite to something well, like that? I did it did occur to me that like I mean, okay, we all know how Maddie Majacomo likes to play pranks. Right. It did occur to me that this was the person who was teaching the class and he was like, Let's totally mess with everybody and hide the person teaching the class <laughs> so that they think it's a new instructor. But I ran it by the prophet, and okay. the prophet was like, nah. We got a new instructor coming. So I, I I mean, the prophet has always been right. Thus far. Yeah. So I I, we'll see. We'll see. Watch this space. Watch this space indeed. So there's an interesting article from Axios about a firm. So uh, for people that are unaware, a firm is the company that handles the uh, financing, the financing when you don't pay outright for your Peloton. Right. And just so everybody is aware, a firm works with lots of companies now. Yes. Like I know they work with Tonal. And then I've also seen it pop up just on anything. Like if I, a lot of things that I click on through Facebook or like Facebook ads, whenever I look at it or other pieces of exercise equipment, all of them come up with this like a firm thing. Right. Now, this option to buy. But how fascinating is it that a firm says Peloton accounts for 30% of all of their business. That is a stunning number, y'all. That is. That is. <laughs> I mean. And wasn't comparing, was it year to year? Like this time last year, it was like 12%. Okay, I didn't read the rest of the article. Oh, sorry. I got I got sidetracked. I just, I saw the 30% and I was done. Yeah, was like <laughs> but it, it was a significant increase over previous quarters. It just says that they've been growing so fast that they now have 30%. I think maybe maybe John Mills dug through old numbers and he put it in a post, but he, oh, that totally but he was talking talking about like that that 30% is a giant increase. I mean it was already a big number but it's like crazy jump. Well, you know, and and a firm is one of the ways that they're able to do the 0% financing. Right. So it makes sense that it's jumped because so many people have taken advantage of of things like using that on the tread, using it on the bike. I mean it it's pretty easy I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. I think it's easier to justify for people to say, oh, I will invest in myself because it's zero percent interest. So even though I can't afford this outright, I can afford to pay it over two years. And even if you can't afford to pay it outright, if it's zero percent interest, why not? Well, because if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. And the reason I'm saying that is because there are a lot of people that I misspoke. Okay. what I meant to say was even if you can afford to pay for it outright. I gotcha. gotcha. Why would you not accept an interest free loan? You might as well let it sit there and and pay it monthly if there's no penalty. There are people that disagree with that. I'm just I'm just going to go ahead and mention that because we're going to get the damn the Dave Ramsey people yelling at us. And I only mention that because I know that there are certainly people who are trying to pay down their debt and it needs to be taken into consideration. It's not the right call for everyone. We are not saying you should go out and buy it if you cannot afford (laughs) it and don't do that. But what we're saying is for us. 
that it makes sense for us to just use it as an interest free loan, just like take the free money. Right. Yeah. So that's that's our call. Right. Everybody's allowed to have their own way of looking at it. <laughs> I just know we're going to get comments. <laughs> <laughs> and what am I up to? Three? I'm setting a record this week. You, you are. You are on a roll. <laughs> we're, we're not even halfway. Here we go, up, man. Are you getting up to leave again? Here we go. No, now I'm like, ha There's a record inside for offending people. What can I say next? Well, and I don't even know that that would offend them. I just think that I would get a lot of like, you need to correct this. So yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and proactively I'm correct it. start saying things that are purposely upsetting to people. Go for it. How about this? The Three Stooges? Not funny. Actually, I agree with yeah, that. I've not never, funny. I've never been yeah. a fan of the Three Stooges. I don't like the physical That always pisses people off There are people Oh yeah My dad's one of them Yeah I mean he loves The Three Stooges God I had to sit through So many of those Freaking episodes (laughs) Now Abbott and Costello I know I know That's your jam That's good stuff (laughs) (laughs) Now we're gonna get in a fight I know On Thanksgiving (laughs) Anyway Getting this psychological edge With Dr. Jen Joining us today via the magic of Zoom 2 once again is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. Her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show, she's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. Dr. Jen, hi. Hey. So... <laughs> Now I'm scared to bring this one up. I feel like this is handmade. This is coded. It fits a little too well. Yes. Historical trauma and what? And how it affects workouts. How it affects workouts or lack thereof. Yes. Which which is kind of the perfect segue for me with you, Tom. <laughs> Even though originally I was really inspired by a conversation Crystal and I had off air about kind of how these two things connect. But I do think that you know, given what you've shared and shared very publicly about kind of your family history and how that has really ultimately prevented you and stopped you from exercising, that you came from this family where they really pushed exercise on you and kind of almost forced you to exercise when you didn't love it, didn't like it. They didn't let you find your own way, that it was something that was pushed on you in a very authoritarian kind of way that you've spent a lifetime kind of rebelling against it and are now making choices that are harmful to your health by not working out. Although, interestingly, you are hosting this podcast with (laughs) Crystal, which makes me think that there is a part of you that would like to connect to that in some way, shape, or form. (laughs) I... I have been losing weight. If that, I've been eating much better or less that, anyway. And I don't that, know if I'd say good, better. But, you know, look, my belief, and you've heard me say this before, is that, and, you know, this pertains to you with exercise, but it pertains to a lot of your listeners in a lot of areas that as long as we are making choices that are guided by historical traumas, by people who have harmed us intentionally or unintentionally, those people still have the power over us. And when you're able to free yourself from that and make the choices that are about your own health, your own well-being, your own best interests, your own self-care, that's when we're truly free of the bondage of historical trauma. I think that that is a wonderful sentiment. I just, I feel like it's so hard to know 
when you're being affected by it. Because Tom and yeah. I were talking the other day and he was like, I don't have any trauma from childhood. And I was like, yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> and, I talked, and I talked about this. I talked about what you're yeah. bringing up. And and I think that I, I'm guilty of it, too, where I'll, I'll not realize it in the moment that it's connected to yep. something in the past. Well, I think some of it is like when we were talking about I don't have trauma, like it that just sounds like so like extreme you know and because, because I, there I are people it. that have there yeah. are people that like have legitimately been abused like physically or psychologically or or sexually and i'm just like and it's like my parents made me play t-ball and soccer and i don't wanna and like that seems a little like it, it feels like i'm trivializing people who have experienced real trauma with a capital t and I get what you're saying. You know, in chapter four of my book in the relationship fix talks all about how our family trauma, how our historical trauma relates to how we are in relationships. And one of the things I talk about in the book for exactly this reason is, you know, look, trauma occurs on a spectrum. And just because someone was physically or sexually abused, which is horrific and tragic and heartbreaking, does not mean that your experience did not impact you, did not hurt you, did not prevent you in some way from making healthier choices for yourself. And I think that when we write off our own trauma, even if it is something as simple as having a parent or parents who just didn't understand you, feeling like you're growing up in a home where you just, nobody got you, nobody grokked you, that that's a painful experience. And that is, is that the same as, as being beaten every day? No, of course not. But it absolutely has an impact on you. And it's important that we are able to acknowledge it, address it and process it because otherwise it hurts us. And in your case, it's hurt you by you not exercising. And that that's something that will affect your lifespan, how long you live, how long your wife gets to enjoy your company, how good your health is, all of that sort of stuff. And as long as your history is guiding your choices, you're not. And it's important to get your power back by working through that so you can make those choices. And there are people who have been beaten or sexually abused or harmed in, in other ways. And it impacts their workout differently. And, you know, a lot of the time for people like that, they can use the workout to hurt themselves, push themselves too far, not listen to their body, use a workout as a punishment instead of something that is healthy and helps them to grow. And those people are more likely to injure themselves and, and harm themselves that they can use their workout to beat themselves up emotionally. Oh, I wasn't far enough on the leaderboard. I didn't hit these numbers. You know, there tends to be more of an external focus. Also, people who have been through those kind of traumas are more likely to be hypercritical of their bodies, have more eating issues and body image issues. Mm -hmm. So it's look, it's it's all connected. And I think most people don't realize how their history and how trauma anywhere on the spectrum connects to how they treat themselves, how they treat their body and how they exercise. Wow. Yeah. That's, I never thought about all that stuff, like how they would do that. Yeah. It's interesting. Hmm. Well, thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> My <laughs> and, pleasure. <laughs> until next I like time. To, I like to plant a seed with you, Tom, and then yes. uh, <laughs> I'll I like water the running it part. next week. <laughs> <laughs> So until next time, where can people find you? 
People can find me on all the social media at Dr. Jen Man. Two ends on Jen, two ends on Man. There was an interesting little tweak for Android users this week. Yep, there sure was. They can. You were unaware of it because uh, well, you have an iPhone now. I so do. let me tell you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Share with us, Tom. I know all about it because I'm using the Peloton app on my. Oh, so you're working out on now on my Pixel all the time. Uh huh. <laughs> But you can now share the little nifty screen from Instagram to the stories. Yes, that is correct. You don't even know what it's called. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's it's the thing that you see people do all the time that has like the movement of whatever instructor they are taking. Yes. I'm doing movement if you're you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're not watching, you need to go to YouTube because Tom is moving. It's the closest I get to exercise. (laughs) But they do. (laughs) Second closest. (laughs) Sorry. So, um, (laughs) do you need a moment? (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's the cool little graphic that you can share that like highlights whatever instructor you were taking the class with and, and there's, there's movement in it. And so the iPhone users have been able to use it for a while. Uh, and let me tell you, Peloton listeners, people who, who work at Peloton. Yeah. Yeah, everybody thinks it's real flipping funny that like I get an iPhone and you're like adding all this shit to Android. <laughs> everybody thinks that's real funny. I mean, were you guys just waiting? I think they were. Were you waiting? I think they were like, oh my God. They were like, you know what? It'd be a hoot <laughs> if we just waited until Crystal caved and then stopped updating the Apple app and send it all to Android. <laughs> and put it all on Android. <laughs> Well, uh, iPhone users have been able to do this for a while, but now Android is able to do it. So uh, Android users still can't preload and uh, they can't preload their classes, which allows you to be able to take it when you don't have Wi-Fi. Gotcha. So that's a thing that Android can't do. And you... I think just about everything else, though, they're getting very close to being well, that's being parody. And, and it should be. So, yeah. like, with all my joking aside, I'm glad that Peloton is finally getting Android where it needs to be. Absolutely. So people were really enjoying the sessions feature that they were beta testing. <laughs> yes. And it's over. It's over. It's over. It's all out. But it sounds like they're just. This is like we reported a couple weeks ago. Yeah. The Peloton Prophet told us that like they're going to do this for a couple weeks and then they're going to take it and tweak it and then it'll be back. Yeah. So this is the tweaking period. We knew that it was coming and here it is. So all you tweakers out there. If this you, is your moment. <laughs> your time is shine. If you uh, the, the, over on the OPP, they have a link where you can give them feedback. So if you did sessions and enjoyed it, you can go to their uh, their webpage and they got a little Google Doc and you can tell them what you thought. So if you have any great ideas that they should incorporate, it's right there. Yeah. And a lot of people felt like the biggest thing missing from the sessions feature was being able to schedule it. So. You know, you could do it on a lot of the new classes that were coming, but you really couldn't tell ahead of time, very far in advance. So, like, if you wanted an entire group to ride together, right. you didn't have very much time to be able to put that group together and go take it. So, that was a lot of the big piece of feedback that I'm hearing. I think also a lot of people just didn't really understand how it worked. Because they didn't roll it all out at the same time to everybody's equipment, right. there was also a lot of confusion about could you only take it if it said sessions on your screen or or could you go to any class and enter a session? And people just could not wrap their heads around that. Right. And I think that's Peloton's fault for just not having it look the same on everybody. I don't think that people were just not getting it. You right. know what I'm saying? It, it's a communication thing. 
And I think when they finally get this where they want it to be and roll it out for real, it's no longer a beta. We're going to have everybody will have it the same. That was the point of what they were doing. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. So, you know, watch the space. Yep. As always. And spread the news. Tell people because I have to say just like a little bit of an irritant to me is to constantly tell people telling me that like they had no idea something occurred. I'm like, listen to the podcast <laughs> or at least read, read the notes. Like yeah. we tell you everything that we talk about. You can get, get signed up for the newsletter. It goes yeah. out almost weekly. And I'm not talking about our listeners. Right. I'm saying for our listeners to share the podcast with people because totally. the, the community has grown so much over the last year. People have no idea. There's a ton of people have no yeah. idea that we're out here creating all this and telling them we're here telling them what's going on. And they don't know. That's so true. Help us spread the word. And then speaking of sessions, if you like that, Tonal's got something that's pretty similar. Yeah, they do. And we we have talked about it before. It's called the uh, group workout. And when you do a group workout on Tonal, you can gather a group of friends and take a class together. It's really cool. Uh, in fact, I used it again this week because I'm doing this uh, program. It's uh, Coach Nicolette Smart Flex Strength or something. Oh, the Smart like. Flex stuff that they yeah. got going on. Yeah. It's a whole program around this new feature. And <laughs> I love watching these videos. I love tonal. So what it does is it allows you to customize your workout. So like that's what tonal does for everything. But Smart Flex allows you to also take the hardest part of the move of any move and make it a little bit easier. But then on the easy part of the move, they make it a little bit harder. Right. And that means that the entire movement is going to be something that is more challenging than what you would have done on your own. And as I've learned from our other podcast, The Superset, is that it's so important to get your form right. Yes. And and that this enables you to keep your form where it needs to be by adjusting the weight ever so slightly so you don't struggle more or bend in a goofy way or what have you. Yes. And and back to the group workout feature. So this week uh, I was on the second because this one is a three day program. And so I was on the second day and I was just not feeling motivated to work out on Saturday. So I reached out to uh, Diane Trantham, who's who's a huge Peloton person. Right. Uh, she has a whole clothing line and everything that she has. The sag wagon swag I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Swag wagon. <laughs> it's over on Facebook. Uh, and she's been a Peloton user. Well, she is now a tonal user. And so I knew she was taking this program because we decided to do it at the same time. And I right. said, hey, I'm not feeling it today. Do you want to work out together? And she was like, you would not believe this. I was getting ready to do the second day also. So let's do it together. Ta-da. We hopped on and we did it together. And it was so great. It's like so awesome to be able to connect with somebody in another state, a thousand miles away at the exact same moment. And and feel connected. And the community aspect of Tonal and Peloton have been absolutely life-changing for yeah. me. And I, I just, I cannot say that enough. But um, yes, I know that you were just asking about the group workout. It is similar and I love it. Awesome. Well, right now you can save $250 off your Tonal if you want to jump on board. If you go to www.tonal.com and uh, you don't need any fancy code or anything. It's just right now the deal's going on. Just uh, take advantage of it. 250 bucks right off the top. Go do it. Peloton in the news. So the Wall Street Journal this week had an interesting article about people getting sick of waiting for their Pelotons. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was only a matter of time sure. before this became a, a bigger deal. But uh, yeah. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal. That's not good. That's not good for Peloton. Uh, <laughs> So this whole article is everything that you guys already know. I mean, we've talked about this. Right. That the numbers are going crazy. The wait times 
are crazy. Apparently, this week it was like it's above 10 weeks for a Oof. bike plus. Yeah. And so, you know, I saw John Mills post about it last week. He was like, so does this mean that like there's going to be less people buying it for Christmas since they have to wait? Would they have been buying it from Peloton and now they're not? I don't know because the demand has consistently been crazy high for Peloton. Yeah. But it is getting noticed in a big way. And so I felt like we needed to talk about that. Absolutely. And boy, I mean, I'm sure there are some people that are getting sick of waiting. Obviously, there's a big giant headline about it. But I still think that like if Peloton's what kind of pushed you over the edge to want to pull the trigger, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the idea of going with a different product. The thing is, is that once you get it, you forget about it. And I know that people who are going to move to these other ones are not going to hear me because they're not going to be listening to a Peloton podcast. But the thing is that I would caution them towards switching is that you get such amazing customer service from Peloton. I know there's been issues this year, but I also know that Peloton strives for that and other companies just don't. That is not their focus. And Peloton does. And in the end, Peloton's going to make it right. It just might take a little bit of time and effort. So, And also long term, like if you like the ecosystem and so many people of your, you know, friends and coworkers or in on you're a not going to get that on the. You're not going to get that if you go with you know an echelon or whatever. No, and so that track. whole thing we were just talking about the community and right. riding together. You're not going to be able to do that on order track. You're not going to be able to be like, you know what? I woke up this morning and I would like to ride with my friend. Well, right. good luck finding another friend that rides Nordic track. Yeah, unless you guys bought your bikes together. Yeah, and then while we're in the news, Pop Sugar featured Cody Rigsby. He talked about journaling and meditation. He did, and so. <laughs> Cody has been doing meditations on Peloton for a while now. Okay. And I think it's just great that he is getting featured for that because um, he's so funny on the bike. And so to have this completely other different aspect of his personality get to be highlighted, not just in the Peloton world, but also out to the rest of the world so that people know to check him out is just awesome. I love that about Peloton, letting their instructors be themselves. And then for the unaware, uh, past guest Claire Shorenstein, nutritionist extraordinaire, she has her own podcast now called Eat for Endurance. She does. And uh, and she was a guest on the clip out a few times. Yeah, a I just times. wanted to point that out yeah, for people. Totally. And uh, she had uh, Christine on there this week. Yeah, Christine D'Arcole was on. And uh, this was a very long form podcast. So congrats to Claire and to Christine. I want to point out that Christine goes into a lot of detail about her own eating disorders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, for people who might be interested in hearing her background and how she uh, tackled that, how she got through that, this is a great way to do that. And uh, also check out Claire's podcast because she's one of our own. So. Yeah. And it's wherever you get uh, podcasts. Yep. Eat for endurance while we're talking about podcasts, too. Uh huh. Toon Day was on an, a podcast this week, and this one is called Forever 35. She was featured there. It looks like it is episode 147. And it sounds like this is a person who took a class with Toon Day and kind of talked about their experience. Oh, okay. So um, I think that might just be a fun listen. But yes, it's called Forever 35. And then Well and Good had an article about how to pick the Peloton instructor that best suits you, which kind of upsets me because we all know that's your superpower. I know. And, and you're and you're not only you, and Zoe Weiner didn't reach out to me. Yeah. And and not only are you good at picking who they should take, but you're also really good at guessing 
who they already like, right? Yeah. Like if you meet somebody, you talk to them for like two minutes. It's like you know, people are like I'm. A, I'm gonna guess you're a Virgo. Like you're like that. But I'm like I'm like you're an Alex writer. Right. You ride with Cody. Your, yeah. Your track record's pretty stellar. Also, I'm a little disappointed. They only they kind of cherry picked some instructors here. So well, there's uh, so many now. It's I know. it's hard to list them all. I know. But if you scroll down a little bit more, like they just get into. And, and also, I, I got to say that, like, this bothered me, too. If you want to get a seriously hard workout, work with Robin. And then if you want to have a ride that leaves you dripping in sweat, Alex, isn't having a seriously hard workout yeah. the same as dripping in sweat? It seems like a distinction without a difference. Yeah. And so I think that there is an article here. But I think that this person didn't get into it in the same way that I would have. So right. I'm just not as excited about this article. The only one that I really agreed with is if you want a ride that will make you smile, ride with Tunde. However, if you want a ride that's like a party, don't forget Jen Sherman. And she's not on this list. Ah, so no wonder you're upset. Mm. <laughs> just saying. I say all that jokingly, by the way, guys, if anybody, <laughs> it's not, as Cody would say, it's not that deep. <laughs> and then finally, while we're talking about Peloton in the news, Imburse.com had an article this week about kind of unusual work expenses for people that are now working at home. Yeah. First of all, everybody should read this article just because you will get a chuckle out of it. Like you, you cannot work from home and not get a chuckle out of this. You might get mad, too. You might get mad because some of the things that have been submitted. <laughs> but one of the things submitted in this article was a Peloton. Somebody tried to submit. Did they get away with it? I don't remember. Oh. It's been a while since I read the article. I saw it the other day. Uh, wait, wait, wait. One lucky employee. Yep, they did get it. So, <laughs> But one of the ones that was not approved was the $7,600 facelift expense uh so so they uh they put it down for repairs <laughs> and uh they did not they did not get the uh, like i get the peloton i mean i still think that like that's a first world problem but like if your work had a gym or something i get like that that was what they yeah. said that was actually exactly what they said that hey we had a, an employee gym and yeah. now i'm not working out there that was a perk you offered therefore you should give me a peloton but like at the same time what are you going to give everybody one right like, like that seems unrealistic like once the, once that cat's out of the bag everybody that works here is going to want a peloton but like the facelift like Again, that's what filters are for. <laughs> like, just that's just, what I would do. Just, I mean, they might have been able to get reimbursed for the filter because they could have gotten a fancy one. Send them Photoshop. <laughs> all day. Peloton had a pretty uh, nifty Instagram post. Yeah, and and I'm sorry to our listeners because this one is kind of one you it's have to super see. visual. Uh, but you can always check it out over at, on uh, YouTube.com. But it is literally an ad being built. In New York City. And the reason that I mentioned this is because it's uh, one of those time lapse photography mm -hmm. or videos that you yeah. see it happen. And it is of. OK, so, you know, recently Peloton did their ad that's all about us as people, right? Like real writers. Right. This is a real writer. And he is on a billboard in New York City at the corner of Grand Street and Sixth Avenue in Manhattan. And that's that's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's neat to watch him put that up, too. It is. If I was ever put on a billboard in New York, we would have to go there. Is that how that works? Yes. Well. So just saying Peloton. I'm I, just kidding. Like I, that would never be a I thing. don't think that would entice them. I know. <laughs> I know. There was a uh, a small 
drop at the boutique this week? Yeah, super small. Super small in that it was uh, for women. Okay. Two pairs of leggings and two tops. And the one pair of leggings that everyone actually wanted was red and Nike, and it sold out in like 30 seconds. Oof. Yeah. And then there was also a pair of Lululemon that also sold out, sold out really fast. Um, it was a black pair. But everybody was really after the red pair because Jess had been wearing them. Yeah, they were gone. Gotcha. I didn't even I didn't even get it. Wow. You know, it goes fast if you didn't get it. I know. Wow. Uh, And honestly, it's like I've bought enough lately. I'm I'm okay. But it was only like a few. Make that your ringtone. That I was okay. I bought enough lately. I'm okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could change next week. (laughs) I'm just not feeling it right now. That's that's why I'm going to make it your ringtone. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I don't know if that's the last one we're going to see for. you know 2020 or not gotcha. I'm, I'm not i'm not feeling confident either way yeah on that um people keep asking is there going to be a black friday sale i don't think so there's nothing there yeah they would have to like have a whole drop and then do it i mean it's possible anything's but, possible at peloton but it seems unlikely it does it does i'm just not feeling it then a couple of classes to check out yeah you really enjoyed jen's cover to cover series i did i talked about this last week and uh, i was able to take it a ton of fun the first one that she did had a lot of cover songs that people would recognize. Right. Um, but she talked about the fact that she plans to get deeper and more obscure as the weeks go on. So okay. I believe it's a four week series. So that's every morning at or excuse me, every Sunday morning at 930 a.m. Eastern, I believe. Okay. And uh It's just a fun class. I love writing with Jen on uh, Sunday mornings. All of my friends are there. There's so many high fives. I cannot keep up. It's (laughs) insane. But I love that. I love that. And I love that there's music that is different and I haven't heard a billion times. And Jen's always good for that. And this series in particular is really good for that. Awesome. And then finally, uh, Leanne has a new series to check out. She does. Uh, It started last week and it happens on Fridays at 930 a.m. Eastern. And it's called the Work It Out series. And I believe it's like dance hits that you can take. I don't typically ride with Leanne a lot. It doesn't usually work with my schedule. Mm -hmm. So... I only am saying that I think it's a dance series because she tends to have dance. Like right. She has a dance background and that kind of thing. So I'm not actually sure about that. But but if you want if you want to take those, make sure you check it out Friday. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right. Because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs. And you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Mornings. Checking in with the Peloton community. 
So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is New York Times bestselling author Jeff Perlman. You've seen his work in Newsday and Sports Illustrated. His current book is Three Ring Circus, Kobe, Shaq, Phil, and the Crazy Years of the Lakers Dynasty, a rollicking deep dive into one of sports' most fraught yet successful pairings, Jeff Perlman. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? I just want to say I'm not driving my car while I do this podcast. <laughs> don't have to worry. <laughs> just so everybody knows, neither am I. Yeah, right. Yeah. It would be, why would I drive your car? That would be weird. Yeah, exactly. What a weird exactly. thing to do. Like, <laughs> Plus, I mean, if you're teleporting out to L.A., I mean, you, cause, do you live in L.A., Jeff? I live south of L.A. Okay. In, but, so. but in California, yeah. in a sunny place versus the Midwest. So yeah. if Tom were somehow able to get all the way to California that quickly, I would be very impressed with him. And jealous that I didn't take to get here to get here. He'd have to go through a lot of uh, fires and, and, you know, uh, charred land right now. So he's you're probably better positioned where you are. OK, well, that's that's fair. I'm sorry that the fires yep. are, yeah. are still raging. It's been it's been such That's a okay. weird year with everything, yeah. like everything. We're is just in awful. We're in Missouri. So you have raging fires and we have raging COVID. Yeah, they have yeah. COVID. Too. Well, they do, too. Everybody we have a little but, of that, too. Yeah. But it's like, you know, <laughs> I, I always say to everyone, I feel like there's a real missed opportunity in this year where we're so hyper divided over everything. And yet we all share the bond of having the worst year ever. And it feels like not enough people are realizing that we're all going through this crappy 2020 and we haven't bonded over it enough you know true story yeah that is true it, it, it has been the yeah. worst year on record it will be very interesting to see what the take on this year is once we've come out the other side in the same way like when we look back at like 1968 it'll be interesting to see like how history kind of pulls it in. yeah like what what is the narrative that gets kind of layered over this year i'm just happy i don't have children <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have a daughter sitting next to me. <laughs> in I your, think in I, your not car. Yeah. I, I think we have similar parenting styles. <laughs> okay. I can tell you this only because she's sitting right next to me. She's a high school senior, and she's uh, she's always been a disappointment. You know, it's really just a, just a disappointment. Oh, what a rough year to be a senior, though. That's that that's is for sure oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna pull it back to uh, Peloton. Yes. I'm, I <laughs> pull it back. We never got there. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I, that's fair. So I'm curious how you originally like came across Peloton because you're you're into sports. You've been in the sports world. I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a smidge. Um, I was a runner in college, and I work out all the time. You know, five six days a week usually at my local gym. And when COVID happened, I just didn't feel comfortable going to a gym anymore. And I also I used to play pickup basketball every Saturday morning. And all of a sudden, I didn't feel comfortable playing pickup basketball. And friends of ours had a, had a Peloton. And I'm not a big biker, I'm not someone who's ridden a bike a million times, but I just kind of missed. I like the idea that you could um, you could have a sort of sense of community. You're not really le you're not leaving your house, but you can have a sense of community and, and get a good workout. So um, we only got our Peloton probably three months ago. So I'm pretty new to the circuit, but I, I do it you know five days a week, and it's been pretty good so far. I got to say. Wow. I mean, I know that you sound, you said you worked out all the time, but to go from like zero times a week to five times a week of Peloton, that's, that's a lot. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Are you, are you doing all different kinds of rides? Are you sticking mostly to the cycling? What does yeah, your typical week look like? I stick mostly to the cycling. I try to mix it up with instructors. It's a challenge. I'm not going to lie. It's a just, you know, to be forthright, it's a challenge because it's an adjustment 
because I really, um, I always like the diversity of the gym as, sure. as far as jumping around to different equipment. And with Peloton, there's obviously some diversity and things you can do, but it's not the same. So it has been an adjustment to me. I don't know. I kind of enjoy it. I like finding new instructors. I like challenging myself. I like trying to beat my old records, all that stupid stuff. And I, <laughs> I just, uh, I feel like um, overall it's been considering, especially because of the pandemic, it's definitely, definitely helped me out a lot during the pandemic and kind of made, you know, a really rough year, a little less rough. Good. Well, that's, that's awesome good to, hear. to hear. Are you writing with people that you already know or knew or have you like gotten into the community aspect just from finding people on the leaderboard? Actually, not really either. I am. Um, my daughter was riding for a while. She's a water polo player, but she um, her part of her season was canceled. So she was riding for a while. But mainly I just jump on. I have a pretty public Twitter uh, profile. So I had my I put my ID on there and, you know, gained a few followers and have some engagement, but I'm not super, super communal. I kind of hop on there, compete against the people I see on there, try to improve from ride to ride. And uh, that's kind of my routine. Okay. So the fact that your daughter started doing it and then stopped, is that part of why you're disappointed in her so much? (laughs) (laughs) I would say, you know, overall, she's just a huge disappointment. You know, I I really wanted a boy and I got a girl. No, I'm just kidding. No, she's... I used, she's I the used, best. She's the best. She's I used to always joke. I'm laughing. Yeah. I used to always joke about my my dad. I'm like he was very upset when I was born. He was hoping for a boy. I, <laughs> like I don't. I like I'm we're, oh, we're polar nice. opposites. I don't like sports. I don't. I don't want to work on anything mechanical. I don't want to get my hands dirty. Yeah. Like I'm. Ve- I'm like none of that stuff interests me. And it drove my father insane. So oh yeah. But yeah. uh. Um. No, my, my daughter, her name's Casey. She's, you know, she's looking at colleges now and she, yeah, she's the best. She's a, a true delight. So, well, I mean, to be able to joke around with her like that, you have to have. Absolutely. It, it, <laughs> it shows what a great relationship is there to be able to, to tease like that. So, so I'm just, and she also knows all the words to uh, gin and juice by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> awesome. They need to know the classics. Really? They need to know the classics. <laughs> That's so important. Yeah. So I was just wondering what your thoughts are on how much Peloton seems to have been embraced within the ranks of professional athletes over the last six to eight months. So I'm actually not sure. But I was thinking uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of sports writer friends who have gone to Peloton, which um, might be a weirder answer, but is actually true. I feel like um, writing relies a lot on sort of getting everything going, your endorphins going and sort of getting psyched up and getting built up and having a, an outlet physically. And I feel like that's been t- for me personally and for some friends of mine who are also writers, journalists of different forms, like it's hard to just write. Like it's hard to just write without taking a walk, going for a run, going to the gym, lifting weights, et cetera, et cetera. So I know a ton of writers who have become Peloton people just because they need something to give them a boost before they write. I know that's not the answer to your question specifically, sure. <laughs> but it's actually kind of a weird phenomenon that a bunch of wimpy writers like me who couldn't lift 20 pounds <laughs> are super into Peloton. It, it is interesting. Yeah, I totally. Feel, I feel like... I feel like because of the pandemic, it's kind of escalated how quickly Peloton has moved forward in the in just our like cultural consciousness. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's been kind of fascinating to watch. But I hadn't really thought about that from like the writer perspective, but because it's like all connected. We keep seeing all these things about NFL players and basketball players. And there's just a whole ton of of people but I never really thought about it from the people who are writing the stories about the basketball players yeah. and the NFL players. So that's, that's really interesting. I also say um, 
the thing about athletes is they rely on regimentation more than most professions. Most athletes who succeed at a high level are very, very regimented and they're used to a routine. And I think COVID has thrown a lot of routines out sort of into disarray. Yeah, I bet. And I think the thing about the thing about Peloton is you can be very regimented. You can set your schedule. It's very easy to sort of do what you're used to doing. And I think that's actually really important. It's definitely an appeal to me. That's really good feedback. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So I'm just curious, segueing away from Peloton for a second, was, was the plan always to be a sports writer? Is it something you kind of fell into? How how did that happen? I don't want to brag. All right. I know you guys brag a lot. I don't want to brag, but I was... <laughs> I was sports editor of my high school newspaper. You may have read it, the Mayo, the Mayo Pack High School Chieftain. That's and, all uh, I read. There's no need to read anything deal. other than the Mayo Pike Pack and Chieftain. First of all, it's Jeff Schwartz. It's the Mayo Pack High School Chieftain. Second of all, it, I'll have you know, it's the number one publication in the hallways of Mayo Pack High School. That's right. <laughs> As it should be. Was um, it always number one or did it have to overcome something? It struggled. Yeah. It struggled. Yeah. It made it up there. So when I was in high school, I was the sports editor of the Mailback High School Chieftain. And one time I wrote a story. It was called um, Cheerleading, Sport or Activity, right? <laughs> and I remember I was like this sniveling geek. I was just a you know member of the cross-country team and I had no game. I'd never kissed a girl, nothing. And I remember writing this story and it was bashing cheerleading. And all of a sudden the paper comes out and at lunch, I'm surrounded by cheerleaders. <laughs> and and not in a good way. <laughs> in a great way because they were paying attention to me and they're all surrounding me. And, you know, the perfume and the long hair and the skirt. And he was like, wait, they're paying attention to me. All I had to do was write an article saying cheerleading. And um, I would say that was when I first. That's not why I write now. That's not my motivation now. Well, they're way too young for right. you. That would be creepy. Oh. I would hope yeah, that would be creepy. That would be creepy. But it was about attention. Basically, when I started, it was about this. Holy cow. People actually notice you. So that was kind of my, my birth as a, as a writer. I get it. I don't write a Peloton. Yeah. I just do it because I like hosting this with her. So. Yeah. I, I'm right there. I I too am an attention whore, so it's okay. I'm right there. Do you not you. ride a Peloton? I don't exercise. Really I'm doesn't. a fat, lazy bastard. So, and how many days a week do you uh, ride your Peloton? Um. Well, stuff? okay. So I have a tread as well, and I also have a tonal. So I have gotten down to like I'm riding maybe two days a week, and I run two days a week, and then I also kind of intersperse that with the strength workouts. So, right, can so, I ask you a question? Absolutely. I know it's your podcast, but I want to ask a question. Ask away. He can't help it. It's an <laughs> occupational hazard. It is. So I'm up to like 58 rides, like 58 rides. Okay. And I see this people with like 5,000 rides. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how people do it. Well, um, so there's a couple of things. One, 5,000 is actually totally doable because uh, Peloton has actually been around since 2012 for the very, very, very earliest people. And so like Laura Pug comes to mind. Uh, she has been one of she was the first person to get a thousand rides within all of Peloton. Wow. And um, she rides literally three to four rides a day. She used to be a runner and she used to run. Well, she still runs, but she used to run a lot more than she does now. And it was her it was taking a toll on her knees. And and so she started riding all the time and they started having these challenges where it was like, how many rides can you do? And that led to her doing all these rides in a row. And now she just rides all the time. Uh, she was the first person to hit. I believe it was 3000 rides, too. I think I think so. Like um, we interviewed her right as it was like her and somebody else were, were kind of neck and neck. And yeah. it was like, who was going to get there? 
and one thing that's really important to note about that, because I am a Peloton geek, um, the Peloton rides used to be almost exclusively 45 minutes long. So Laura Pug riding a thousand rides is different than somebody starting out today riding a thousand rides because they might only do they might only do like a five minute warm up and then a 20 minute ride and then a and then a five minute cool down. That's very different. That's three rides in one day. Versus her one ride that she did back in the day. So we have a word. We have a word in sports riding for people like that. Okay. Frauds. They should be ashamed <laughs> to show their face on the Peloton leaderboard. Well, but- we 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 try to shy away from that because there you know because there are so many different types of people on, right. that I'm use kidding, Peloton. I, swear. I know you are, but <laughs> I, know. I just but we'll but we'll we'll hear about people it. People will be very but upset. There though. are certainly people that like for what health issues or mm-hmm. time issues, like they have reasons for that, and they're not even necessarily caring about how many rides right. they get. It just it just checks a box. And right. also, I just want to say, like to me, ex- I really mean this. This has nothing to do with Peloton, like. Exercising is exercise. Right. And if you're able to squeeze in ta- a 10 minute ride, and that's what you can do today, and you have the choice of a 10 minute ride or eating Fritos, I mean, if you're doing the 10 minute ride, that's great. So I don't, yeah. I actually have never subscribed to the, you need to do X amount every day or you're a exercise failure. So, and, yeah. and I totally agree with that. And the reason that that's such an issue, just to give you like history of Peloton, there are actually discussions within the Facebook group and there will people that will say, now I'm getting ready to come up on my hundredth ride, but I've taken all these cool down rides. Should I delete them? Do they really count? And this becomes a real yeah, it's, discussion. It's an <laughs> existential crisis for some people. It's really and deep. Like, just a t-shirt. <laughs> dial it down. wow yeah <laughs> yeah so you stumbled like into the whole thing. controversy i like like in this year of 2020 when there's like political controversy and covid controversy there's also peloton controversy i kind of dig that oh there's yeah. so much oh my god you have Let no me, idea i could go i could go on a whole journey with you yeah. about all the peloton controversies that have happened just in this year just yeah. in this year wow yeah there's <laughs> you should dig through some the archives there's yes. some there's yes. some good ones back there do yeah. people ever come on your show and complain <laughs> yes <laughs> all right can i issue one complaint go for it you i know you can edit this out whatever that's cool okay i was doing a peloton ride yesterday and uh, with the instructor sam yo yeah i think his name is yep. it's so funny because i was thinking do i ever say something i was like i don't know because he's really good and it seems like such a nice guy it was a bon jovi themed ride yes and it was great. And the music was great. I like Bon Jovi. I don't love Bon Jovi, but I like Bon Jovi. But I don't like when instructors sing along with the music. Oh. I'm okay with lip syncing. I do not like, I don't want to hear Sam Yo whisper Bon Jovi lyrics. I actually just want to hear Bon Jovi. And that drives me crazy. Okay. Well, then you probably should not ride with Jen Sherman. I have. I know. Okay. I love the yeah. way she sings. Like and and there's like epic sing-along rides that are some of the best rides I've ever taken. But if that it, you know, everybody has feelings about it. And I will say it's funny. I feel like people come into the community with those kinds of feelings and then over time either right. you go to an instructor where that that doesn't happen or you you or get over it. I think I think a lot of times what happens is just people start to form a relationship with an instructor and then when that instructor does it they think it's kind of cute or funny and they like kind of give them a pass in a way that maybe they wouldn't at the beginning because at some point they're going to be your friend (laughs) wait i love all this is there um is there a lot of debate over who's the best instructor who's the worst instructor oh Oh my god yes yeah (laughs) because i feel like i came in the peloton and i started riding a lot of hannah tool uh no kendall tool rides yes and enjoyed her immensely but i could see someone like her having very strong opinions either way 
And I wonder, like, does it get heated or does it get personal? Does it? Actually, I think it's less than it used to be, but that's because there's been some very loved instructors that have left Peloton for various reasons. And when they leave the community, you would think that it was the only instructor that they had. Like it becomes a huge deal. (laughs) Uh, What's the oldest Peloton instructor ever? Jen Sherman is the very first, the very first person ever hired by Peloton. No, uh, no, I mean oldest age-wise. Have they ever had a Peloton instructor? It also was Jim Sherman. Sherman, (laughs) See, I would love to see one who's like 70. I actually think that would be amazing if you have one... They, people Order. have asked for that. Um, a lot of people have asked for that because there's actually quite a quite a robust elderly community, senior community. But Jen Sherman is 50. She just turned 50 this year. Uh, so that is the oldest they have now. But who knows? Who knows when they will be adding more or who, kno- who knows? I hate how I hate sitting here at 48, how 50 is the oldest. That actually pains me a little bit. I'm not going to uh, lie. Well, you know, when you think about the fact that like some of them are in their early 20s, does that make you feel better (laughs) or worse? It makes you feel horrible. (laughs) Horrible. Are you kidding me? But I like the Jen Sherman's order of me. That makes me a fan of hers. I will. I will listen to her singing again. Okay. I I tell you what, if you like, if you like to have fun, you really got to give her enough chances that you get past the singing because I have never had more fun on a bike than riding with Jen Sherman on a Sunday morning. Like it's the best. Fair enough. Okay. 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 I do love, I just want to say, I love the instructor. What the heck's her name? She's a Brooklyn Nets. She works for the Brooklyn Nets. Allie Love. Love. Like love. Think she gives off sets a positive vibe. Big, big fan. New to her. Big fan though. So do you do, uh, have you tried the Sundays with Love classes? I did one of them. Thought it was great. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this, this week they just came out with uh, Sundays with Love apparel. They actually came out. She came out with apparel. No, Peloton did, but it was like the first time that there's ever been apparel that went with a like series, a ride series. Wow, that's, that's the first. And then, Wait, do people buy a lot of Peloton? Oh apparel? my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Do they? Like it is a constant source of amazement. Okay, so seriously, we've done some math, and like they sell five to six hundred orders a minute. Like when they when they drop when they drop, yeah. It, really? It's like really. It's like trying to get Springsteen tickets. So I it's post insane. I put like this morning, this morning stuff dropped and I was actually doing a workout when it dropped. I finished my workout and I posted and there were already things sold out. And that was 30 minutes after it was already it was up. And that's that's a while. It can sell in like six to seven minutes. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I have to ask some. Emma, first of all, I don't mean to confiscate your podcast. Am I doing that? <laughs> You're fine. Actually, I'm having a blast. This yeah. is the kind okay. of stuff I love. <laughs> I have some questions about this. Okay. Number one, who are the people? I know Peloton riders, but who actually are the people who are like, oh my God, there's new Peloton gear. Like, who is that subset of? No, I know you also clearly. <laughs> is it people who just love, like, is the loyalty to Peloton or is it to the rider, the uh, teachers themselves? It's both. both. I think both. it's a pretty even mixture. It, but it's. But I think if I don't know that there's been a, an instructor yet who's big enough that if they left, people would be like, I'm done with my Peloton now. No. But I feel like and we've talked about this before. I feel like Peloton is kind of a paradigm shift and you you almost have to think of it less as an exercise bike or an exercise equipment company and almost like a, a television network that you have to buy a specific device to utilize. Yep. And. And all these instructors are like different programs and you're starting to see them actually create programs like Sundays with Love and the Just King Experience. And it's like TV shows. And so you don't like the the instructors that sing along. 
okay, we'll go find one of the 10 that don't. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, there's right. so many different kind of permutations of instructors. You can get ones that are silly. You can get one that are super, like, analytical, and they focus on nothing but metrics, and it's all science. And That's your Matt Wilpers. Yeah. That's your Christine. So it's like there's there's all these different types of ways that you can then engage with the Peloton. And when all these upstarts are coming at them or, or these companies, these heritage companies that are trying to, like, kind of pivot to be more like them honestly that's what they just can't get through their heads couldn't oh. have said it better Tom. yeah wait i have another question <laughs> is there when when peloton instructors leave peloton like is it a springboard to other to entertainment professions or is it mainly viewed as a fitness job so thus far you want me to handle it since it's a little bit more delicate yeah thus far it has not been a springboard for people like people Love to stay, yeah. At Peloton, and so, and also, I, you know, I think you could argue right now that Peloton is the pinnacle, right? And so, it's like it's kind of hard to to move somewhere else. I'm I'm honestly surprised we haven't seen a Bowflex or a Nordatrack go and scoop up an instructor well, who's left. Nicole Moline did end up over on Nordic Track okay. uh, to some degree. Um and then but they don't really leverage it's, it's it. It's not it's, it's not the same. Yeah. Um it's so every instructor that's left every instructor that's left is is in the fitness industry to answer your question. Yeah. They have they have pivoted to something else. It's usually it's either another company that does something fitness related or they have found ways to be a personal trainer and amplify that through other platforms. Yeah. I would compare I say my Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just real quick. I would I would compare it to chefs like 25 or 30 years ago. Like Mm -hmm. you decided to be a chef because you loved cooking and you wanted to cook food for people. Right. Right. Nobody. The concept of a celebrity chef like that. Those two words didn't even make sense next to each other. You had Julia Child and your mom. Right. (laughs) Like that was it. And and then uh, if you really want the backstory, that was uh, what is Shep. I'm blanking on his name, but the guy Alice Cooper's manager decided he was going to make this guy a celebrity and he basically invented the notion of celebrity chefs and then boom this now we're here and i feel like we're seeing that happen with fitness instructors right now all right i just want to say three things on this number one very nice alice cooper reference thank you Number two you mentioned julia child and my mother my mom when i was growing up didn't realize that ketchup and spaghetti sauce were not interchangeable (laughs) put ketchup on our spaghetti and um, but I bet you still love that, it. I bet you still yeah. love it that way, though. And that's why you? I still love Heinz ketchup. And right. then um, number three, my my dad, Stanley Perlman, 78 years old. I still exercises. No joke on the original Nordic track that he bought in 1984. No the way. So if you walk into our house or his house in New York, you might see my dad. You don't want to see it, but you might see my dad, my shirtless father, Nordic tracking in front of the tv that's awesome well it's that like really your dad is. what was the thing we bought oh my for your god dad? my dad my dad you were you know that gym that that chuck norris like made famous the total gym yes. 2000 or yeah, whatever total it was gym workout. yeah so like i'm telling my dad like for for his birthday i'm like how about i get you a tonal and he's like i don't want that finangled thing i want a total gym oh okay so- so we got him a total gym. So she had to go and she hosts a podcast about Peloton. She hosts a podcast about Tonal and she had to go buy her dad a total gym. It was sad. It was really sad. I made time. Dis- what's purchase. your dad's name? My dad's name is Steve. 
We're very disappointed in Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we are. And and you know what? It won't matter because yeah. Steve also doesn't listen to podcasts because yeah. that's uh, too technologically advanced. They've never listened. <laughs> not to one episode. I think Steve and Stan Peroma should hang out together. They could, uh, they they'd either, murder track and Chuck Norris together. They'd either I would kill, love it. They would either kill each other or become best friends. It's, it's hard just, to say. We just came up with the next 80s sitcom right there. <laughs> That would be pretty great, actually. There's literally <laughs> 80s, right? Like that's yeah. oh, good. Uh, so where were we at when we were interviewing well, yeah, you? Remember yeah. that? Remember that was oh, yeah. remember that was happening? Sorry. So how do you? Uh, so sports writing. I'm just interested to see because like sports writing is one of those professions. So I I'm in a profession that I think is similar in this singular regard. So I used to work in radio, and now I'm a concert promoter, and I book concerts for a living and it's like they're both jobs that that i feel like a lot of people want to do but not many people get to do and because there's so many people that that want to do it and take a shot at it now with the internet there's so many people that'll do it for free and try and get you know their voice out there so like how how do you how do you break into that uh i mean it was a lot easier when i was coming up i i graduated i went to university of delaware graduated Got hired at the Nashville Tennessean. My first job, that was a daily newspaper. First job was a food and fashion writer. I didn't know anything about either subject, actually. It was the only opening they had. I literally didn't know anything about. I still can't cook. And I dressed up for today's episode. <laughs> um, I'm right there with you. It, yeah, nice. But it, it was uh, it was the opening. It was an opening. And I uh, I went from that to covering high school wrestling. And then I um, my dream in life, my dream, dream, dream was to write for Sports Illustrated. It was always my goal from the time I was a kid, actually. From the time I was in writing for the Mayo Pack High School Chieftain, I mean, it would have been a step down from the Chieftain to go to Sports Illustrated sure. if I was willing sure. to take that for a dream. Yeah. yeah. So when I was at the Tennessee and I kept writing, I'll tell you the true story. I kept applying to uh, Sports Illustrated, my dream job. Right. And they wrote back and they said, can you pitch a story? Can you pitch an idea that maybe we'd be interested in? And then we could see how you write it. Pitch a couple of stories that got rejected. When I was a junior at the University of Delaware, just for the hell of it, I applied early for the NBA draft. So I... I did not play college basketball. I know you guys aren't don't seem to be big sports fans, but <laughs> you have to be a basketball player to enter the NBA draft. You know, like it's it top seems, players in the country. Seems sensible. So sure. I, yeah. So I wrote a letter to the NBA saying, my name is Jeff Perlman. I'm a junior at Delaware and I uh, am ready. I would like to give up my eligibility and join the NBA. And this whole thing happened where they wrote me back. And then I got a call. Who are you? Well, I'm a forward at Delaware. And I did because I, I played in Tremuro. So I was a forward literally in the state of Delaware. And blah, blah, blah. So I pitched the story. I said to Sports Illustrated, well, once I applied for the NBA draft, and they said, write that. And I wrote that, and that became my gateway to Sports Illustrated. And I was there for many years, and then I just decided I wanted to write books. And I've now written nine books. But it's definitely harder now. It's definitely harder now with the decline of newspapers and print in general. It's just a different ballgame. Wow. Yeah, it would be a scary time to be in that industry, I would think. Yeah. But rewarding. I mean, if you look at the work... Washington Post, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. A lot of people are doing really good work. It's just harder, sure. harder to land. Yeah, there's just like so, it's like everything. There's like so much noise coming at. You. It's hard to it's hard to like stand out within all that noise. I'm sure. Well, one thing that's disappointing. What's tough tough now in media? Everything's become very opinion based, right? And everything is who can scream the loudest, whether it's whoever Chris Matthews or Sean Hannity or Stephen A. Smith or whoever across the spectrum, political right. sports, whatever. It used to be. I mean. We're probably in the same age range or so. It used to be you turn on the TV, there's the nightly news, you listen to the nightly news, and then you develop an opinion based on the nightly 
news. Yeah. And now it's because of 24 hour news and there's just not 24 hours worth of news. It's become opinion journalism where everyone's telling you how you should think, not just yeah. here's the information. And that's become to me, it's a very disappointing development because you end up with a lot of screamers and not a lot of reporters. God, that's true. That is so true. Oh, that's good point. <laughs> so in my in my research for writing that wonderful intro that I gave you, um, <laughs> I uh, I noticed that. So I don't know a lot about sports. So when something sports like crosses my path and sticks in my head, that's saying something like if it's that's like true. if it's not like the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island, I don't typically know about it. So. <laughs> But you had a moment you were behind, not behind signs like it was nefarious, but you wrote the what would go on to be the infamous John Rocker article, right? Wait, I have to ask a question. I, you broke up for a second. Did you say the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island? I sure did. <laughs> it's the first of all, I just want to say it never made any sense to me. Like the robots show up, but they can't move their heads. So how the hell is a robot going to play a basketball game? game and it can't move its head i mean that's not impossible and they jump out to this big lead and they're winning and then they come the globetrotters decide let's start pass it was totally ridiculous and also i think they were trailing 103 to 17 at halftime of that game you're not you're not making up that differential no matter how many tricks you do so i just i'm calling bs about that game i am not i can't sanction that and i think it's and just to make it even worse it's prior to the three-pointer right like so because you're talking like 1981 so it's, yeah, even I know that there's no three point shot in the NBA at that point. I mean, come on, yeah. you're not that game always bothered me. Um, <laughs> do you actually know about the job? I know you're not a sports fan. It's interesting how you're not a sports fan and you have a sports writer as a guest and you don't ride Peloton, but you're a Peloton host. I'm, I'm just a, saying I'm an enigma wrapped in a puzzle wrapped in a pizza. <laughs> um, I think it's wrapped in a chicken nugget. Wrapped in a chicken, <laughs> nugget. chicken nugget. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you actually remember the John Rocker story? I do. I like that was a huge deal. That was a big damn deal. Like because he he said some really offensive stuff in that in that interview. And it was I mean, it became a non sports story. It was such a big deal, which yeah. is why Tom uh, knows about which it, which is why I know about it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was um, I was a very young writer at Sports Illustrated. And there was a baseball player for the Atlanta Braves named John Rocker who was having a good year. And the magazine wanted me to profile him. And I went down to Atlanta from New York and I met him and um, you knew it was going to be an interesting day when you're driving down the street. I was in his car and he's driving and um, we get to a toll booth and he throws in, it's one with a change bucket and he throws in whatever it was, a quarter bucket doesn't open. There was another quarter bucket doesn't open. The guy behind him starts honking. Rocker rolls down the window, sticks out his middle finger and goes, F you. Then he spits on the change bucket. He actually hucks back a loogie and spits Ugh. on the chain. Then we're driving, um, we're driving and there's a car in front of us and it's moving kind of slow. And he, he just, he said this really nasty epitaph about Asian women drivers. Mm. And then we pass the car and it's a white guy driving the car. <laughs> and basically throughout the day, he hated everybody. He hated foreigners. He hated gays. He hated African-Americans. He had everybody. He'd, he'd not spare his hate. And the weird thing was, is like, I'm a pretty liberal northeastern jew he's driving with you know like you got to know your company at least a little bit a little bit and yeah. uh it was the craziest one of the craziest days of my journalistic career truly so was that scary like do when you're like well, how much of this do i put in how much of a shit storm am i going to create here or were you just like he said it that's the, he knew who he was talking to i think i was too naive to know the impact of it and how it would blow up i was pretty young and, and not that savvy but i never i mean as a journalist, when someone tells you who they are, it's a rare, it's almost a precious gem. Like the reason you do this job 
is to have people open up to you and explain who they are. And when right. someone does it so willingly, it's not my job to protect racists or sure. to protect anyone. My job is to write profiles and write yeah. about people. So I never, not really, no. Good. So did you take any heat when that blew up or were they like, good for you? You sold a bunch of copies or was you just on to the next thing and that was something you wrote three weeks ago and you don't even remember? Oh, no, it was terrible. It was the worst. <laughs> I became kind of a pariah in Major League Baseball and uh, players wouldn't talk to me. Teams were really? not good to me. It was really rough. That's and, so stupid. Uh, like, why are you it, like it, instead of not talking to you? How about just not saying racist shit around you right. or at all? But <laughs> first of all, I'm so happy I can curse on this podcast. That just made me happy. <laughs> Second of all, because <laughs> I'm fucking tired of not doing it. No, and um, I um no, of course. But baseball is a very it's a very insular world. The baseball world is a very insular yeah. world. It's a very it's not a political statement. It's a very conservative world. It's a very kind of narrow world. It's a very, you know, like lowercase um, C. Totally. I get where you say it's been around for 120 yeah. years. I mean, it's, it's also yeah. probably uppercase C, but in this probably. case, it's lowercase C. Right. In yeah, this instance. Very, yeah. Yeah. It's very conservative. It's very like it's a, a lot of like protecting your own. So I will say this one time I was um the Mets had a very famous catcher who's now in the Hall of Fame. His name's Mike Piazza. And Mike Piazza was with the Mets at the time. And one day I was in the Mets locker room and I did not know Mike Piazza. And the clubhouse guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, Mike wants to talk to you. And I'm like, Mike wants to talk to me. It's like, you're Jeff, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Mike wants to talk to you. Walk up to Mike Piazza and I'm expecting Mike Piazza to say, why the hell did you write that? Blah, 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 blah. He goes, you Jeff Perlman? I was like, yeah. He goes, you wrote the rocker story? I'm like, yeah. He goes, what the hell was that guy thinking? I mean, what was he thinking? Did he not know you were a reporter? Like, what is he? So it wasn't everyone, but it was difficult. It's nice that it was not everybody. It is. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, I totally remember this one. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a big deal. So yeah. uh, tell us about your most recent book, The the Lakers Story. We're, we're um, so well, not into sports. Like, just, just to give you an idea of what uh, we were watching. What is the... The Last Dance. Yeah, we were watching on Netflix. The last, yeah. We're like halfway through it. And we like, didn't know any like, of yeah, the story. Don't tell us what happens because we don't know. No spoilers. If, wait, serious question. Michael Jordan knocks on your door. Do you recognize him? Yes. Because yes. of Space that, Jam. That we can do. <laughs> he played with Bugs Bunny. Of course I know who he is. Bunny. Yeah. But like Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson, no. Big no, right? I think I would recognize Scottie Phil Pippen, Jackson. No, on the enough. Phil Jackson. I would recognize See, Scottie the other Pippen. way for yeah. me. I think I would recognize Phil Jackson, but, not, but probably not Scottie Pippen, except for the fact that I'm assuming he's like 100 feet tall. And so I'd be <laughs> like, this guy might do something. <laughs> basketball related we could talk about my book but is it really that interesting i'd almost rather talk peloton i'm kind of fascinated. Sure, talk Whatever. peloton i'm that, good with you, peloton. You what you. other questions do you have about peloton okay i have some questions here. okay okay number one do people complain about peloton instructors cursing yes some do some don't does it yes. ever come up yes absolutely yeah. yeah and what's the general take on that the general take is grow the Go fuck, fuck up. yourself yeah <laughs> i agree yeah have there ever been peloton instructors who a lot of people, Peloton instructors will talk about 2020 and how bad it is. I know it's been, do they ever dip their toes into politics as far as we just need to get Trump out of here or we just need this or blah, blah, blah. No. And no, how they, so they'll talk about social issues. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've, they've talked about black lives matter and things yeah. like that, but they've never actually overtly said yes or no on a, on a candidate. Right. Yeah. But you can kind of read between the lines. Who are we kidding? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I, I also think. notice a lot of um a lot of like Black Lives Matter hashtags, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Do you see every now and then like MAGA hashtags? I've never seen one. 
Yes. Yeah. No, they're they're definitely out there. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a uh, there's Trump 2020. There's mm-hmm. MAGA. What they will they have removed non political but polarizing hashtags like um, White Lives Matter, All yep. Lives Matter. They've, they've removed some QAnon stuff. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, God. I'm trying to think what else. There was just something the other day that somebody brought up that was white supremacist the white the i don't i won't want to do it i the symbol the like yeah. green frog guy the pepe uh, the yeah. frog guy. Yeah. yeah somebody had that in their uh profile that got deleted wow interesting and do you think all right peloton's been around long they officially started in 2012 when do they really start going as far as like big time uh say? it really got big let's see we started the podcast in 2016 right I think, yeah, yeah, no, no, two thousand seventeen, two thousand seventeen. So it was right at it was just starting to blow up. Late two thousand seventeen, I think, is when it went kind of crazy. Like yeah. it just hit a whole new thing. I'll put it this way: when I got my bike, that was August, no, July of two thousand sixteen. There were eight thousand people in the official Peloton group on Facebook. There are now three hundred and fifty thousand. Jeez, yeah, yeah, that's crazy, right? Do you think Peloton will be now? I know you're a fan, but you know, give me the honest. You know how those shows they used to have on VH1, like I love the '80s. Yes, and it'll be like, oh, remember Different Strokes or whatever. Yeah. And it remember Swatch Guards. Yeah, I, I do actually. Yeah, actually, I just want to say my Peloton name is actually Alien Life Form, and it's a picture of Elf. Ah, that's my great. hometown. My hometown is listed as Melmac, which is the planet where Elf <laughs> yeah. is from. That's yeah. fabulous. And Thank also, you. are you sure that it's okay that your your name yeah, is out? Know. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I re- I worry about Peloton stalkers. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I'm, I'm no, I'm kidding. Not at all. Um, <laughs> does that exist? Well, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you the Rob Lowe story, but oh, go ahead. Uh, Forget what you're saying. Tell me. Well, okay. So there was a time. Okay, so Jen Sherman loves Rob Lowe, like loves Rob Lowe, and she was talking about him and uh, on one of her rides, and then on his Instagram. He was like, oh, I got mentioned on the Jen Sherman ride and he had like a picture of Jen Sherman and like the ride and and he like had his screen up so you could tell which ride it was that he got mentioned in. And he talked about how Jen Sherman was his favorite instructor. Well, he was clever enough to not have his leaderboard name in it. However, the Peloton community, specifically those in the JSS tribe, tracked him down. They found his leaderboard name by cross-referencing several different things. And then overnight, he went from like eight followers to something like 3,000 followers. (laughs) Like in a couple hours, it was just insane. And soon after that, uh, they then installed the privacy feature so that you can have a private account. Because prior to that, there was no ability to like say you don't want to have people follow you. And that, that single instance... Put that, made that happen. So what are the negatives of having people follow you on Peloton? I don't think that, people will know that you're at home if they know that you ride your bike at home. Oh. That's really the only. But it's the with only real the thing app I can, and and um, Pelotons and hotels and stuff these days. They they don't know you can figure that that's probably true, but you don't know it's true. Yeah, so I, you know. Well, it does say if you're on your bike versus the app. It does. Oh, okay. Say that I wouldn't know. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. When you become a sports writer. You get used to the groupies. It just becomes a thing. So, you know, it's not a big deal for me to have stalkers and a lot of followers. And, you know, it just comes with the business of being a, a mediocre sports writer. 
you, they get you get a, they get assigned to you, right? Like there's a department, exactly. and they're yeah. just like I have bodyguards. You know, I, yeah. I got to keep all those cheerleaders off you. Yes, they're still angry. Yeah, now they're 48, but they're still angry. Yeah, but now you can take them because they're not in shape anymore. Wow! Hey, they might be riding Peloton. Peloton. I've been doing my Peloton. Um, I have another question. Okay. Am I ruining your podcast? No, this is so much fun. Yeah. I hope it's fun for the listeners. It's fun for us. I was saying to, um, early on, I was talking to my wife about Peloton and I was like, some of these instructors, so they're obviously all in really good shape and most of them are good looking people, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I'd be worried if I were that, like you're Kendall tool and you're like, whatever she is, mid twenties or whatever. And she's pretty and she's perky and you know, they're wearing somewhat revealing outfits and blah, 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 blah. I always think like, I wonder if these people get nervous about, I'm sure there are writers who think like, oh, she's my friend. You know, I like her. She's oh, my I've, friend. I've and I'm going to write her on place. Instagram. Yes. Yeah. We've, like, does it get weird? Yes. Have there been instances of, yeah. They, yeah. they have bodyguards now. They didn't used to have bodyguards and it was not necessary at all. And now they have bodyguards in front. Cause like you can go into the studio and ride. And now there's these, yeah. these two big dudes that like sit at the end of the, the stage for lack of a better term. And right. last time that they had a home com- uh, a homecoming, which is where all of us writers who are huge nerds like myself go to New York, they no longer allowed the instructors to mix and mingle during the yeah. giant party. They were like up. And I- it used to be like a cocktail party and you could just hang out with the instructors, and, which was the best. And then now it's just too massive. And now it's like it's a Beck concert. And then the instructors are up where like in a Lin- balcony in a balcony, like where Lincoln got shot and uh and then you don't get anywhere near them. And then you can get pictures with them. Like, it's like, I, I say now it's like Wizard World for Peloton. You yes. can go through and. First of all, amazing Wizard World. I actually covered, when I was at Sports Illustrated, Wizard of the Coast, um, Magic the Gathering. Magic Champions. the Gathering, yeah. Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, that's, I mean, they took over the world, but initially all they did was Magic the Gathering, and then they bought TSR. And so I think now they own Dungeons and Dragons. Now I'm a big nerd. Wow. True story. You are. Yeah. That's amazing. It's yeah. not an act. <laughs> Wait, it's kind of sad, though, that you can't. So, like, if you went to the gym, if a million riders go to the gym and, like, Sam Yo and Kendall Tour are mingling, yeah. are they going to get besieged by people? So, if you go on a regular day, just, like, on a Wednesday, uh-huh. you can totally get into the studio and you can visit with the instructor after the class. They have, like, a little line that, and you can take pictures and everything. That's still a thing. And then, uh, well, and Sam Yo is in London, so you'd have uh-huh. to go to London to see him. But... That's totally a thing. Now, at this party that I'm talking about that happens once a year, they would get besieged. Yeah. It's you can't you can't do it. Like, I, wow. I remember the last time we were there, I asked to get a picture taken with Jen Sherman because I was supposed to be in a class with her and the whole thing happened. And she she like was kind enough to come over and take a picture. And like she got mobbed. She had she was standing there for like five seconds with us to take a picture. And like she was swarmed and they had to like escort. They had to whisk her away. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. You know- you know what the weird thing about celebrity is? I've I've have written a ton. I've interviewed tons of celebrities and covered. All right, so like everyone's excited to get a Jen Sherman picture, and in the moment, I guess it's exciting because Peloton and blah blah blah. And then three years pass, and five years pass, and eight years pass, and ten years pass, and and one day it's like, wait, who is this in the picture with mom? You know, like who is this? Oh, who is this? You know, it's like that's what happens with celebrity. I mean, unless it's Michael Jackson or you know, like Michael Jordan. It just doesn't last that long. So it's kind of funny that these they're celebrities at this moment. In time. It, it is. Yeah. It is. But uh, I think that they will continue to grow. I think yeah. you're going to continue to see that with the Peloton instructors. And um, I, I think you see more of that with celebrity in general that like you're you see fewer huge celebrities that everybody knows and you see more niche celebrities. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Which like honestly I think would be a better way to be a celebrity. You know what I mean? Like if if you're 
Bruce Willis, you can't go anywhere, right? But if you're, I don't know, Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater 3000, you got an area where you people really know you. But if you still want to go to the grocery store or if you still want to take your kids to Disney World, you can you can do that. You know, I don't want to dog you. That's I feel fine. Like the Bruce Willis reference is a little dated. I know. I was just thinking of uh, this. OK, I'm, I can't. <laughs> I was thinking of people I've met. And so <laughs> hard six coming out. And so, hard six coming out sometime soon. So I've met Bruce Willis and I've met Joel Hodgson. So that's what I was doing in my head. So um, I will say this. I noticed that well, the book I wrote about a lot of it is in, involves Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And Shaq obviously is a huge celebrity and he's very sure. famous. And I do think there's a way to own your celebrity. Like in our house, we talk about this. Who are celebrities who have a Muhammad Ali type thing about them? Where Muhammad Ali you could show up at an airport. You could show up at your mom's house. You could show up at the Republican convention, the Democrat convention. Everyone just wants their picture with him. And he had a warmth and a decency. And I think Shaq has that. We always say Shaq, Snoop Dogg, Dolly Parton. Three people who wear their celebrity like a very comfortable robe. And there's something to really be said for that, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm trying to think of more people that would fall under that. Maybe Taylor Swift for a younger generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She seems genuinely nice. She does like it doesn't seem like a shtick. Like it seems like she's just a nice person. Yeah. If she's not nice, like it's going to be it's I'm not even a fan. But if she's not nice, it's going to be upsetting. I would be devastated because she seems so nice. We got to get through some more Peloton stuff here. We got to yeah. ask you things. Do, so oh, who are, yeah. who's your favorite instructor? Is it Kendall? I think it's Kendall. I enjoy the enthusiasm. And uh, I feel like she, number one, she doesn't sing out loud very much. <laughs> number two, she's very enthusiastic. And uh, she's just got that kind of positivity that i actually respond did you, did does, you she, does she does she cuss enough for your liking you know i don't need a lot of cussing yeah just a little cussing. just a l- enough that, to know that it's there okay yeah, enough to know it's there. did you take her movie buff ride yeah i hated it <gasps> hated every moment of it. no you didn't hated every, i quit halfway through i was like this is garbage i can't do this wow okay all right you liked it i loved it i had so much oh fun God. i had so much fun so distracting here's the thing so I, I don't know if it, actually wait can i ask another peloton question i know it's, it's about me but can i ask one more yeah sure is it cheating i swear to god that i this is one i'm happy to have you as someone who's been married for a while let me ask you if anything that starts with the phrase is it cheating it's cheating <laughs> it is yeah it's i like to turn up the resistance super high and go high resistance but a little lower on the cadence on the yes yeah is that cheating no it's, it's not it's your ride it's the instructor's your like, but the instructor's like, all right, we're going to go faster. But then by doing that, you get a lot more, you generate a lot more total output. But that's you okay. do, you do. But, but here's the thing. Well, first of all, if you have a bike with, it's not a bike plus, you have a regular bike. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every bike is different. So even if you're, you're doing exactly what the instructor calls out and your neighbor down the street is doing exactly what the instructor calls out, you're going to have different outputs because your bike is different. Now, if you have the bike plus, then in theory, everybody's a lot closer. You know, that's a real metric. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is that, like, if as long as you're having a good time and you're challenging yourself, that's all that matters. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. It's the same thing as like a 10 minute ride that works for you. Yeah. Then do a 10 minute ride. So if it works for you to, to crank up the resistance and go slower on the cadence, do that. Okay. So uh, you gave us your leaderboard name. <laughs> I know you've only been with your bike for like. Three months, months, four months, something yeah. like that. And 58 rides. In. 58 rides. Okay. But like, what is your best advice for somebody just getting started? 
I found for myself, I get real joy in trying different instructors and not like you mentioned, we mentioned Kendall tool for a bunch of the first days. I was just doing Kendall tool because I felt comfortable with her. I feel like I've had a lot more joy almost going to the buffet of instructors and trying different instructors. It's just really fun. It's seeing different uh, styles and, and approaches and cadence, even like doing the Sam Yo ride where he's whispering and I'm kind of annoyed. It was still actually a fun ride and a good experience, you know? So, um, and also like underrated musical genre on Peloton is country. I'm not a huge country music fan, but I think it's great music for the Peloton action. I really do. I I love it. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. Hannah Marie, well, she just goes by Hannah Corbin now, but she has an excellent past catalog of country rides. All the instructors have a few, but those are some of my favorites. Yeah. And Dennis, Um, Dennis Morton. Dennis Morton's country rides are some of the best. Oh, all right. Good to know. I haven't done that. That was good. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I guess we should wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We uh, kept you. I thought this is a five hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it can be. There are weeks. There are times. It gets close. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, I just want to say thank you. Yeah, this, this has been is, so much fun. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you ever have Peloton questions, please yeah, let me know. You know where to find it. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate yeah. it. Before we go, do, is there anything you want to plug or tell people where to find you or sell a book or something? Well, as I said, I'm alien life form on. Uh, on Peloton, but yeah. my, uh, on Twitter, I'm at Jeff Perlman. And, uh, if you go to Jeff Perlman.com and I've, it's my new book is, uh, I'm so happy I didn't talk about it. Cause I've done a, it's like doing a meet and greet. I've done 160 about interviews. And after a while you're just like, all right. Yeah. But the book is called three ring circuits. It's about the Shaq Kobe Lakers and it's doubting about. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I am going to follow you. So, uh, I am clip out crystal. So you should follow me back. I will follow you back. Okay. It'll be my pleasure. Thank you. All right, cool. I'll talk to you later. All right. It was nice talking to you. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. So I guess that brings this one to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? I am super excited to announce... Chelsea Jackson Roberts. Yeah, we teased this last week and we, we unfortunately couldn't get it edited quite in time. Yeah. She's a cusser. <laughs> we had to edit out. She's just f- potty mouth. Oh, no, no, that's, not, that's not true at all. And, and I just want to say because our editors do an amazing job. And so I do not want to blame them for this. No, it was it was uh, the fact of the matter is that we did not feel we were giving them enough time to do their job properly. Yes. And so we submit everything quite a bit in advance. So uh, I just want to say thank you to our editors uh, (laughs) because they're listening to this because they have to. Right. Uh, But also because it's Thanksgiving week and we are thankful for that. We are thankful for how all of this comes together and all the work that goes into it. So thank you to them. Yes. And uh, I am very excited about Chelsea's interview, though. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. So uh, and a lot of your questions got in there, guys. Absolutely. We we pounded through some questions. We did. And she didn't cuss once. I, on the other hand. (laughs) Yeah. Right out of the gate. Uh, Right out of the gate. So. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anyway, until next week, where can people find you? Uh, People can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike, and of course, the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on on Instagram. No, you can't. I mean, you could, but it's pointless. You could, but it's boring. Uh, You can find me on Twitter (laughs) at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, Swing on by our YouTube channel. You can watch these in their full HD glory now in color and at youtube.com slash the clip out and of course sign up for a weekly newsletter weekly ish newsletter at the so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep peddling and running 